Welcome to Intent, a series of conversations between a couple of friends where we share our experiences wrestling with real life. I'm Jim Sutton and I'm talking with a good friend, Steve Rouse. We're two of the pastors of Ballon Baptist Church and we have these weekly conversations as a bit of an experiment. We don't really plan these chats, so apologies if they wander here, there and everywhere. But our intent is to focus on the challenges of real life and in trying to work out what it might mean to follow Jesus through it all. Today we'll be talking about friends, how to talk with them and cultural shifts, as well as trying to work out if this is an experiment worth continuing. together and then you're like there's been a complete waste of time why why did we bother why did we bother doing that i was so pleased it was worthwhile that was great outstanding well speaking of worthwhile i mean like the white what we're what we're hoping to speak about today i mean like we've been kind of journeying on this podcast for 12 weeks now when we started it we kind of thought uh we'll we'll do this for in my head i kind of thought three months i mean that's pretty much kind of 12 weeks and the purpose, I think, has always been, um, it's kind of in, in some ways in the name, like is, is about intentional relationship, you know, like uh, I often think of friendship, you know, like how do you do friendship? Well, for me, it's you, you just keep turning up, you know, like you, you keep turning up with somebody, you keep making contact, you te- keep making yourself available. And I think intentional relationship is kind of like that that kind of you, you keep, you keep journeying with somebody, you, you it's in some way, it's a bit of a it's it's a discipline, but a, a really healthy one. You know, the one that's good for you in the way that you might you might be disciplined about your physical health in terms of exercise, doing whatever exercise you enjoy doing. Um, but it's 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 good for you. And so, like to, today, I think it's it's good to just take a moment to kind of go. Well, we we did this for three months as um, as those people who've been listening to the intro um, will know. It's been a bit of an experiment, um, but kind of has it been worthwhile was it has it been like uh, a point a point a, oh, a purposeful activity for you um what have you kind of got out of it and kind of where do you think we might go where, or do you think kind of like this has been a helpful little thing to trial for a few weeks and then i i don't know i'd just be interested in kind of your reflections on it really no, I th- for me i think from from the perspective of what I've picked up from the few friends of who I've shared it with, who've saying, you know, just that they've, and, and others that have begun listening to it, that, that, that people have said they're finding it helpful. They really like it. It's introduced. I mean, even for Lisa, my wife, you know, she's, she's not really be somebody who has listened to podcasts before. Um, but with the walking that she's able to do at the moment, just enjoying that has been listening in and, and finding it really useful. I think, I think for me, um, yeah, it's raised and again, it's raised a number of things that I'm interested in personally, but I don't, and I'm concerned about, you know, in the wider, my wider church family and the wider kind of Christian community. I, it's made me think about, yeah, the intentionality of conversation within, within friendship and the kind of just wanting to get better at finding normal um natural ways of talking with friends family people about the slightly deeper things of life and actually that's much harder to do than you think that you can say you know you can say to 
um, your church community and the role we have as ministers. You can preach this stuff about having friends that, you know, support you in this kind of way. But I don't know if you find that even with the people closest to me to try and start a conversation that's about something beyond the kind of superficial is quite Mm -hmm. challenging. And we've always, I think in our friendship, you know, this is why we started this. We've, we found we get into kind of really deep conversation, but quite informally, but it's Mm -hmm. often where the gold is, whether that's about, you know, where our own journeys and so on. So there's that side of it. It's made me think about discipleship and disciple making. You know, I think, uh, I think I find in Christian world, actually, that for a lot of people, they think, discipleship is an a level level kind of christianity Mm. and yet the reality is we're all trying to follow we're trying to we're trying to live out our beliefs our faith in our everyday spaces in the reality of life and sometimes the reality of life and our faith and what we hear when we gather together with our church community is a bit of a gap there and we need more help with our friends to kind of to be able to make that um it's made me think about friendship uh because i think you know that friendship is a um yeah i i i'm really grateful i'm grateful you know in our church community because when i came into the type of work we do i was told you know don't have friends within the church kind of thing it's not an easy thing to do i'm really grateful for the guys that i've got to work alongside grateful for yourself grateful when i in the days when i used to work with a guy called charles you know just that that genuine sort of friendship really um yeah and i i feel like it's it's made me reflect on all of those things and realized i need i'd like to grow more in that because i think there's there's that that's where uh, how do you say it that's where you will develop you will grow as a disciple and it's fantastic if you've got people alongside you who are willing to have those kind of conversations because not everybody is not every christian is so to find one or two friends who really enjoy you asking a question to them pitching a question and we haven't particularly done this but where if i came on and just said jim what do you sense god's teaching at the moment or what are you reading at the moment or whatever mm-hmm. um it's it really pushes you on it sharpens you mm. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. I think the the question thing is, I, I've been really helped by somebody who said that you you need some relationships in life. I mean, like I'm no Christian or otherwise or whatever. I think like all of life is about growing as a as a human being. You know, all of life is like it's it's the human experience of trying to work out what is going on in the world, finding purpose and meaning and value and direction and and how you kind of grow in that. But um regardless of kind of where you draw your where you draw your lines of i don't know affiliation religious or otherwise but someone said you need friends so you can say to them um who who'll ask you what question don't you want me to ask and that you'll be able to answer that honestly um so say say you go to a friend and say well what question don't you want me to ask and they might say well i don't want you to ask where i was last night mm. i don't want you to ask what is my internet history like at the moment mm. I don't want you to ask um, about uh, where my money is going at the moment. And the I don't know whether it's the the websites I'm spending money on, whether that's whether that's gambling or whatever. Um, You know, that I think we all need relationships that have some depth where people can ask us those kind of questions and that we are happy to answer them. 
my, I think my experience of life is that generally people get to a get to points in their life, not necessarily crisis points, but but points where they're where you're kind of really clinging on by your fingernails, or you 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 are in relationship to some extent with somebody else who's clinging on by their fingernails. And in that moment, you realize that actually your connection is so superficial that it's very difficult to meaningfully engage with where they find themselves. Um, so that I, I don't want to draw too many lines on ter- terms of um, gender and sex and that kind of thing. But I think guys in particular are horrendous at this, that, that you can have re- you can have relationships you've had for 20, 25 years, but they'll be incredibly superficial. Like you'll you'll know next to nothing about how they um process or deal with with pain or um loss or failure or whatever because you just you just bowl up and you you muck about you play some sport together you play some games together you go to the pub and you chat rubbish for a bit and then you go home and um sometimes there might be a little bit that leaks out but kind of like i don't know boys men whatever like they're almost like the worst um bring out the worst in terms of if somebody is like a little bit vulnerable does reveal a little bit of what's going on then like the conversation will get kind of shut down and made fun of very quickly um and kind of just just moved on and i think almost that that doesn't change as you as you get older in in groups and that kind of thing but i think it's so, so many people don't don't have relationships that they can call on in times like that or or relationships where you're willing to be that vulnerable with somebody um do you do you think that's yeah. still the case it's interesting that you say that about guys because i i hear that and i and that and it just made me wonder, I'd not really had the thought before, but I thought, is that still true? Because I get the impression, but I don't know if this is true. I think, I think guys, particularly younger guys today, I think, I think something's changing. I think guys are a little bit more open today. And when you said it just now, I thought, is that to do with a guy thing or is it to do with, and I'm not even sure how to frame this kind of the, the nature of the relationship? Because I was just thinking while you were talking, like and, and as people listen to this today, I think of all the different levels at which we experience relationship and friendship. So whether it's like, you know, I know. So for, for us in our family, I think about the level of relationship, the nature of relationship, how my children, you know, how how deep really like what in that parent child relationship, how much will a child. So our children are, are young, are young adults now, but even then how much will they open up to their parents? And as parents, to be honest, or I, I can't speak for Lisa, but for me, I desperately want them to open up. If they're not happy, I want them to talk to me about it. I don't want them to kind of suffer in silence. I want them to be able to talk to me about anything, but how do you foster that relationship? Mm. And you think in a, in a relationship, in a partnership with somebody, you know, whether that's whatever that format takes, you know, for me in a marriage, it's frightening how you can be, I mean, Lisa and I have a good relationship, but you can bundle along, bundle along for years, but never really talk too deeply about stuff. You just got on with life. Mm. And I think, what is it therefore coming back to reflect on what we've just done? What's going on in this? Cause this is not just us doing this on a podcast. We're, we're like this anyway. What is it about the nature of that, that we, we open up to each other about stuff, you know, what's going, you know, and how do you take that into other, does that make any sense? Like, I think, like you say, you think, you know, if there are women listening to this, they might say, well, yeah, I'm in certain relationships. I'll open up to a certain friend about loads of things, but just because mm. I'm a woman, that doesn't mean that like, I don't find necessarily 
for Lisa, and I'm sure she will listen to this at some point, but I don't find that she necessarily at home will ever say to me, Steve, you know, what is, what is going on for you at the moment or what's God talking about? You know, what you, what you talk to God about at the moment or whatever. That's because you've already spent an hour and a half telling her. That's, that's quite that's quite possible <laughs> she's like oh for goodness sake <laughs> can we just talk about something really superficial <laughs> yeah i i think i think you, you asked some good questions there and and that um i suppose i i grew up in uh i don't know whenever i was born 1983 so i kind of grew up in the 80s and 90s and like it was a kind of it was i don't know peak kind of lad culture and idiots mm. and that kind of thing of growing up with i don't know euro trash on telly and all, all of that i mean it's nothing wrong with you well i'm not going <laughs> open that up <laughs> like lads mags and whatever but i think i think you're right like generally in society there has been a a rediscovering of rediscovering a discovering of vulnerability that kind of and this isn't to this isn't to say our oh, previous generations haven't got it right because i think our previous generations are ones who um, kind of they 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 put through the blitz years, you know, that they they were kind of if they grew up in cities in the Second World War, they were put out on, on farms and evacuated that if they were alive in the 50s and 60s that you went to bed and you sometimes didn't know if you're going to wake up because of some idiot on the other side of the world that was going to bang a big red button. So when when you live in those kind of societies, when you live kind of trying to raise a family in the 80s when money is, well, the 70s, and it, well, money is really scarce where um, things are going to continue having their kind of financial needs cut off, it, it doesn't provide a particularly safe and stable environment to kind of be an, oh, this is me, what's and all kind of thing, because you're just trying to hold yourself together. Um, and so particularly, like, I don't know, in, in terms of, post-war and and that kind of thing that that um the trauma of things means that you don't necessarily want to want to ever talk about them you know um like my 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 granddad my my dad's dad he was uh he was a chaplain in in world war Two, and he was with um uh he was with a group that that went into went into belson um one of the the concentration camps they were the first group of allied soldiers to arrive there um and the german forces had just kind of abandoned it and abandoned these people who were malnourished and dying and um or well beyond that you know just the the bodies um from from the chambers and and all of that and um he to, to my knowledge within the family and, and story wise he, he never ever spoke about any of it um because why why would, why would you want to and therefore when when we have older generations that have been through those kind of experiences um then you get idiots like me going like oh why don't you want to talk about your feelings it's like well sometimes there are sometimes there are deep deep-seated um and meaningful reasons why not however i think I think the world is is changing you know that I mean we've spoken before about kind of first world problems and and that kind of thing like we we are in a we're in a more stable world um in terms of our own well-being and our own safety to to some extent I know that um that the 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 lie of that is brought into sharp relief by by what's been going on recently in terms of over the last last year and um the black lives matter movement and the the realization hopefully across society of what's going on there in terms of gender violence um 
and in the the kind of the case of, of Sarah, Sarah Everard and and others um and so so to some extent I know that there's there's that going on as well um but but within society I think there's this kind of capturing of vulnerability to kind of actually say no there's stuff going on in this I mean anyone who's who's listening and you've not heard of Brene Brown um I'd say just go go google Brene Brown on YouTube wherever find her TED talks find what she talks about she is uh incredible incredible and what she says about vulnerability um and yeah she she was one of those first people that kind of tapped me onto it and kind of <clears throat> I think I've probably said before <clears throat> sorry within this forum that like kind of I, I would grow up with a kind of um a perfectionist kind of facade um and try and maintain that and try and keep that kind of sense of like everything's okay nothing to see here kind of thing um because that's what kind of success was and that kind of thing but kind of in engaging more of vulnerability and kind of seeing that seeing the 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 benefits of that in terms of deepening relationship and connection with people um that's made me want to lean much more into it and therefore i think that when you have relationships where vulnerability can be a part of it because there is a trust there because there is a safe space to be able to say stuff and you're not going to get shot down in flames you're not going to have your pants pulled down in public you know that that kind of thing that allows that to grow you know but the thing with the thing with trust is you you don't know if it exists until you give somebody the opportunity almost to hurt you you know it's kind of vulnerability to, to make yourself vulnerable it's it's always it's always a risky business um and therefore i think in in relationship there's I think there's something we we have to be vulnerable in relationship. I mean, whether it's um I don't know in that, those kind of teenage years of just walking up to a girl that you like or whatever. I mean, not that anybody does that anymore. You can just contact them on social media, so that's easy now. Um, but like it's it's kind of like put, putting yourself out there to some extent is always a difficult thing because you don't quite know how it's going to be received. Um, but it, it doesn't mean that that you shouldn't do it. And it's only in those relationships uh, or that if you can find relationships in life where you can make yourself vulnerable and you're not going to be, you're not going to open yourself up and then find yourself kind of left in pain. Um, but to kind of build on those. And I think so many of us open ourselves up and do get hurt. So we just think I'm never going to do that again. I don't, I don't want to be hurt like that again. And I, I do understand that. Yeah, and I think, I think to some degree that's why, there's something about you can't be that way with everybody. I mean, some people, as you learn how to be vulnerable with others, make themselves, perhaps we make ourselves vulnerable sometimes to too large a group of people. You know, like if you go and suddenly be completely vulnerable, like if you're in a church community or something, or even within your family, you know, if it's too large a group of people, it's harder to manage or handle the, the trust element of it. Whereas again, I think this is where, and I think we see this, even in the way Jesus seems to disciple his, the, the guys around him, it does appear that he, he goes even deeper. It seems with one or two of them, you know, and I think that's the reality is that you can, you can, there's almost levels of vulnerability. Like I, I don't mind. And I think it's, I think it's the way I would lead people in a church community to some degree to make myself vulnerable through, through, you know, how I lead, the church community whether it's through the preaching or worship or whatever and i think that helps people but i'm aware i think of the level of vulnerability i will you know or how how vulnerable i'll make myself whereas that would be different with the different sorts of relationships you have mm-hmm. I, I just going back on um it's interesting what you said was it, was it your grandfather great grandfather grandfather yeah. that would yeah. be wouldn't it yeah. yeah so 
I was just thinking, I was listening to something the other day and this guy was saying about, because the, the sort of not another side of that coin in a sense out of World War Two too was that the funny thing was that crisis led to community. Mm-hmm. You know, that for so many people from that generation, if you spoke to our grandparents, um, you know, they would say how community came out of that. Now, you could analyse what level of community, but people spoke to each other. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you think, well, then it's kind of what's happened during this last year. And it's interesting. You think, I mean, people have made fun of it, but it's almost like people have started podcasts during this time. Well, why have they done that? Is it because people are wanting to talk? We've said things like people have appreciated more their relationships with their family, even their relationships in a sense with themselves. And are thinking about how can I get a pattern that where I take care of myself a little bit more, mm-hmm. how can we keep the kind of family connection going forward? I've got to know my neighbors. Some would say not, not, not everybody's experience, but I've got to know my neighbors a little bit better. And therefore um, how can I keep that going? So the, mm-hmm. the crisis in a sense has, has opened up, you know, the, I was thinking the thing with the neighbors We've, I found ourselves asking the question, how are you? But actually meaning it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. people have genuinely wanted to know how, how one another is. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, that's, yeah, that's significant, isn't it? I have to say, I don't mind that question, how are you? The one I hate is, what have you been up to? Because like, and I find myself asking people like, what have you been up to? It's like nothing, nothing. nothing I, I, I just survive and I go from one day to another. Stop asking what I've been up to. I've got absolutely nothing to say to that. <laughs> and then I go and see someone. I say, what have you been up to? I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's a, and, it, and it's, no, go on. Sorry. No, I, th- I think you're right about like kind of this period and the way that, um people have engaged with it i think that there'll be time i mean even for myself you i mean you get very nostalgic and rose tinted about everything but kind of this time last year in the first lockdown you know that we were at home a lot and you're able to sit with the the windows open and the sun was outside and you could hear the bird song and we, we where we live at the moment we're near quite a busy road um and there was no traffic noise and you weren't thinking about pollution you could have the windows open and on that side of the flat uh all day and not kind of feel like you you kind of you had lorries entering your front room kind of thing and even just now like it's kind of thinking about that i think oh what what good time that was and like kind of how what were the numbers like whatever it was like 400,000 people signing up to to want to be on the uh, kind of nhs response line in terms of of helping um kind of people in vulnerability helping people with with needs and that kind of thing like people really wanted to to engage like people made an effort to try and get to know that that older or more vulnerable neighbor that they'd seen for years but have never never had contact with or never kind of made the effort to and there was that real drive to to do something about that i mean we're in even just a, a year later that they were in quite a different world you know i hear, hear less of that going on at a grassroots level you know people have just gone like you say they've got into their own little rhythms and routines and it may be that that some i i know that some of those relationships have stuck you know and there are people who uh, continue to to make contact with those nearby or got shopping for those nearby and that kind of thing but i think you're right i think as we move into whatever world lies beyond this this particular season and time um there'll be people who who look back on it and go oh wasn't that incredible time of of pulling together and and all of that and be um be wistful talk about coming together for to watch a government briefing and that kind of thing you know that kind of gathering around those 
those particularly um important news parts and and that kind of thing but yeah i i think we may well think similarly well i think and again i think the thing of intentionality is i was just thinking about other things that i've noticed during this time so even the thing around like you said about how the christ you know the sort of race crisis which i know is is one that is a continuing thing but it but again it opens it not that you'd ever want to see any of the events we've seen but it it creates that dialogue it opens up vulnerable conversation and uh, you know that that that's that that's happened it's happened in terms of what's going on with our environment for some other people that will ignite something in them and they're like i want to talk i want to open up about that and what are we doing about that you and you that the only way you make any progress with that, I suppose, is, you know, you people ignite a conversation at one level, but at, at, at your own lived level, are you doing anything different about it? Or the mental health thing, you know, I think mm-hmm. the one that comes to my mind is, um, <clears throat> what's his name? Um, is it Ronan? Ronan Kemp? Who, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and he... Did you watch you know, that TV show? No, and I, it's one I'd, I, I really would like to watch because I think one of the things he was saying because of losing... You know, his best, this, that's the crazy thing. And I think he would say his best friend, the guy he worked with day in, day out, and he did not see that coming. Mm. He had no idea what was going on under the surface of that, his friend's life, that his friend would take his own life. And you think, you must mull that over in your head and think, how is that possible? Mm. And that bothers me sometimes. It bothers me, like going back on what we said today, like if I, I mean, it's a, an awful thing to say out loud in some ways, but I think if, if I discovered tomorrow you, you'd, you know, take your own life or something, I think, well, how, how the heck did I miss that? How is that possible? Why did I not know what was going on for you that you couldn't, you couldn't verbalize that? And I'd think that for all of my, you know, again, family, friends, whatever, it's amazing again i suppose this is what it's about reflecting on it it's amazing how we can have connection with each other but sort of not really know each other in in a way what's really bothering us um yeah so i i suppose there's something coming out of this this time or one of the things that has potential is that thing of how do you how do you kind of grow and foster intentional relationship in all those different friendship ways, whether it's like we tried to mention, you know, whether it is parent to child, whether it is, you know, um, with a partner, whether it is with a friend, a work colleague, whatever, just a, yeah, so key, so key. Mm, mm. And, I, and I think it sounds like we might be talking ourselves into keeping going. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that thing of being, it's that thing of the intent is about your posture. It's about being deliberate about trying to have those conversations in a way like you talk about uh, the kind of race crisis, talk about kind of gender violence. Um, it's, it's and mental health that kind of it's to some ways it's, it keeps the conversation open. You know, it says like, actually this is a conversation we, we want to, we want to continue as a society, you know, that, that that's, it's something you can talk about that, that kind of like you say about Ronan Kemp kind of in, in the light of his, his friends, um, tragic passing and taking his own life that that it's it's opened up a whole conversation um 
in in the media and kind of publicly about it that that hopefully is uh, I, well i know i know from hearing others talk about it that it means that people are talking about it almost seeing something like that means that you do you do start talking about it which is which is a really good thing you know all the in the light of of the the death of sarah everard um uh kind of hearing the amount of stories from 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 women across our our country across yeah well from all all areas really um talking about their own their own journey their own stories and that kind of thing and it and it's it, it it's it's helped these things kind of be told now that i think the oh i don't know um not necessarily the danger but you you stop having conversations like that it's kind of like it's a flash in the pan and then the world moves on and and i mean we've said before that you can't always have kind of super deep and super meaningful and impactful conversations with people all the time but you know it's it's just about checking in with people and being deliberate about it to kind of be like oh yeah that thing's still going on what's going on there what's what's happening there you know not not being afraid to talk to friends about about suicide about mental well-being about mental health um f- finding ways to deliberately engage in those conversations because i mean we might I'm, i don't know i might have friends that i want to talk about mental health with and i'm kind of hoping that they'll be vulnerable but in order to do that I myself need to be vulnerable to start to try and start that conversation, even if it just gets shut down and, and they're like, yeah. no, this is not, it doesn't bother me kind of thing that you kind of like, mm. oh, okay. So we just, just kind of leave that there for a bit. But I think that the intent is key the the deliberate nature of, of trying to have those, those conversations um, is, is massive. Um, but mm. like you say, not, not just forcing it, just not just being like every conversation we have to have has to be deep and meaningful. Else you just become that person that everybody avoids. <laughs> I've, noti- I've noticed that <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you saw Lisa who oh um... <laughs> thank you for listening We've been having these chats in some way to be intentional about relationship together. So if you want to catch up with previous weeks or follow the journey ahead, then why not subscribe? You can also find out more about Ballon Baptist Church on our YouTube channel or through Instagram at Ballon Baptist. <laughs>